0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba.
1: Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to beat me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them i had to me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hater and all of my moves, but now niggas on it no, You it. used to debate me on me and my views, but now niggas on it used I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it Her homies on it, now you want it Your homies on it What up, what up, we back, man The realest podcast ever, it's your boy Oh, okay, I'm your other boy You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: What's good with you?
1: Shout out to the whole YouTube community, everybody out there, all the new subscribers, all the new, uh, you know, watchers on YouTube, man. Uh Mike Knox interview is moving mountains. It's Dave Anderson interview is moving mountains, doing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of great things, man. So we appreciate everybody that's new here on YouTube. Y'all watching this video. Make sure y'all like this video. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Um, share this content. Shout out to everybody listening on uh, RSS, whether you're on Revolt Podcast Network, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the big three. Uh, where people find a podcast shout out to y'all for checking us out absolutely and uh finding the show we're here today once again to uh talk about all the biggest topics in pop culture entertainment news and things like that um we got a bunch of shows out right now check all of them jones out uh the cat williams review mike knox dave anderson uh the show we just put out uh you know talking about jason whitlock Stephen a like just tons mm-hmm. of stuff man we put out two shows a week every week so, uh, you know if y'all if y'all a little bit behind, take some time this week to get all caught up, man, you know? yeah, you ain't got nothing else to do,
0: Martin Luther King
1: day, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, y'all be out here wildin'. uh it is m l k day this week, yes, it is
0: um I know at times Martin probably is is like, damn, you know what I mean.
1: Like, this was... Like, I died... This is, this, like this, this, this is, this is good as it gets, huh? Was, this is what you got for me. <laughs> yeah, man. I had a I had a tweet that, that did some traffic uh, last week. I said, I know Martin and Malcolm be kicking in that Rays Boom Boom room. Like, <laughs> damn, we really died for these niggas. <laughs> these niggas. Yeah, yeah, man. Straight up, like... We died for Blueface and,
0: and Clarissa. Yo. You man. know what I'm saying? Right. When, I, when I think about, you know, back in the day... Like, I, I, what was I watching the other day? Um... Oh, it was an old comedy set from um, Red Fox. Okay. At a, at a room in Las Vegas. Red Fox, the legend. Everybody, Red Fox said, fuck them taxes. I ain't never paying that shit. Yo, that Red Fox told the network to pay him in cash. That way I ain't got to worry about no taxes. you
1: your petty cash looking uh, like? Yeah, it don't work like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we still reporting that we paid it to you, big dog. You know what I'm saying?
0: But I was watching one of his old comedy sets. Everybody in the crowd had a suit and tie on. I'm like, yo, that's really what, like, culture was back then. Like, yeah. you got
1: suited and tied to go anywhere. Yeah, we're completely detached from um, the core essence of, our like, our original culture. Yo. Black people were always very buttoned up, very prim and proper, uh, very Sunday's best mm-hmm. um, because you almost, like, had to be in order to avoid certain contact with <laughs> spook hunters, KKK, law enforcement, stuff like that. So, it's like, yo, you know, we made sure to make the distinction that, like, we are... Upper crust people, and we not just out here, like you know, potentially going in some white woman window, yeah, man. We,
0: um, I remember we was in a barbershop and it was an old head in there getting his cut. You know, them old players, them old players
1: brush their head s- to the back,
0: they 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 sit <laughs> like this, yeah. <laughs> my grandfather, they sit like this, but well, he was sitting like this while he was getting his cut, yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the yeah, chair. so yeah, yeah, you know, and he. They had the Warriors on. You remember the Warriors? Mm-hmm. Warriors is one of my favorite movies ever. But they had the Warriors on in the shop. And what the young boy, he had never seen the Warriors. So he was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this shit, you know, they running all over Coney Island or whatever, whatever. So the young boy was like, man, this shit. This shit from back in the day. Like, this is an old-ass movie. What this shit from, like, the 60s and the old head and the uh, chair was like, nah, young blood, this the 70s. They all got on leather vests and afros. If it was the 60s, them niggas have on suits and slick backs. <laughs> <laughs> and I visualized,
1: like, a group of niggas with suits <laughs> on running all over them. <laughs> really <With> straight razors. What <laughs>
0: that? You ever watch, like... The Earl Manigold story, when, Hell he was, yeah. when he was playing ball in Rucker Park, the niggas had on trousers and button-up <laughs> shirts and playing basketball. Yeah. Everything was prim and proper back in the day. But I was watching that Red Fox shit, and I'm like, damn, everybody, and like you, almost like you had to wear a suit and a shirt mm-hmm. when you went the fuck out. I ain't like that no more. You know what I'm saying? No. Like,
1: and just overall, I'm just like, I don't know if MLK would be happy. You know what I'm saying. Something that I loved that happened this year um, in the fashion world, GQ made the distinction: stop wearing suits and sneakers. Mm. Like they're like, yo, it's fucking over. Leave it alone. Like we have had enough. You know look, what I'm it, saying? It's
0: just. And don't get it fucked up. I'm not the dress shoeiest nigga on. I got some dress shoes for tomorrow, and I'm I'm like I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, we'll, don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it works, but it's like <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a dress you person at all. But that's also why I'm not a suit person all the time. Because I know that, like, I'm not about to put on a suit and then put on no Travis Scott sixes. You know, you look like a jackass.
1: Yo, man, did you, uh, I sent that video to y'all the other day with the old head at the sneaker ball where he came in with his shoes on. He was like... They said this here is a sneaker ball. <laughs> Hold on, let me and he put on the fucking suede, suede uh, Royal uh, Jordan yeah. ones. I'm just like, them Jones below retail all yeah. head. Like right. and it's like, and that's the problem with like sneakers with suits. Is it's just like y'all don't even know what sneakers to buy. It's just a tacky thing. It's just yeah. like to seeing y'all put on a suit with Air
0: Force Ones or I saw somebody the other day with black Air Force Ones on with a suit. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the fucking Papa Shango is Hello like, FBI? Yo, straight. Yeah, I up. see
1: him. He's right here. He's right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come get this nigga. Bring the reward money with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The McQueen's phase and it just Yeah, man. It Like get get you some shoes, man. Every every man, um, young men included, um, need to have Four five suits and mm-hmm. at least two good pairs. Yeah, of me and dress
0: suits. me and Chad been going suit crazy. this Oh like man, week. listen,
1: I, listen, my, my, I got a nice Ted Baker suit. You know what I'm saying? Yo. I'm fucking them around. I'm I'm in yeah, on this vibe yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. You know I, know got, I got saying? a
0: Tommy Hilfiger John. navy blue
1: and shit. Hey. I just and I, I went through sixty suits in a week. Yeah. I've, ne- yeah, I've I've never experienced this level of anxiety in my life. <laughs> I've been to jail before. You know what I'm saying? I thought bitches was pregnant. I've never been this fucking geeked out I, in my I life. I
0: literally, I gave up. I, I literally just like, like what they say, Jesus, take the wheel. I <laughs> yeah. like, do what you want. With it's me, gonna man. be what it's gonna be. It's <laughs> all the tale do what you want. It's gonna be care. what it's gonna be. Cause man. it's like. My feet are so fucking big. I hate the tapered look at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, all right, so you want no taper? I'm like, yeah. I come back and nigga, I look like Gloria Gaynor. I'm <laughs> like fucking disco burning. in the... I said, all right, man, tapered a little bit. He said, you said no taper. I'm like, well, no,
1: we got to taper something because no taper is crazy. Yeah, no taper is crazy. We on a motherfucking bell bottom. Oh, dog. Huh? dog I Give like, it to me now. I look, I look, Give like, it to I look me like now. a <laughs>
0: Delphonic I, I said, no, I can't do that one. So I just literally got pulled out there. I'm like, whatever. I, I don't care
1: Yeah that and, shit stressed me out so bad I went through Like I said I went through 60 suits man I bought a couple Had to send suits back Had to drive to New York that was I called you I'm mess. like you still in New York like, I'm going to New York, to New <laughs> York. That boy, stress- <laughs> boy stressed
0: the Stress the fuck <laughs> out
1: So I ended up Getting, the, getting a suit I, the, the John comes to the crib. I try it on. The shit fits perfect. I'm like, yo, all I got to do is take the sleeves up a little bit, cut the pants on. Pants perfect. Gotta, gotta, you know, hem the pants or whatever the case may be. I'm like, all right, good. My girl aunt took care of it for me. It's all good. She's dropping it off a little bit later today. I'm good. But leading up to this, oh my goodness. I don't want to ever have to go through this again. Yeah, no. i why I'm just, I'm just I, I just I told Matt, off oh, can I say, I'm just going to buy a suit like every 2 to 3 months." Like The problem is, I bought when I started to get into the suit shit. I bought 3 of them,
0: but I've lost more weight. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, I put the suit on the other day. I said, "What in the king's of Comedy? <laughs> I, I said, "Man." I took it to the boy, well, he like, "Yeah, no." Nah, he's like, "We we got to take some of the hips off. They literally had to take like the hips off the pants yeah. cuz they just they too fucking big." And even now still I'm just like, I it's not that that look, that trim. And I'm right. just like, I'm, I told Lee, I'm like, I'm about to wear my tux from the wedding. <laughs> she was like, you're going to look insane with a white suit or that shit. I am like, hey, listen, that Dang shit one suit fit perfectly. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah, the, the suit thing is just, I think because when you're not an everyday suit person, yeah. like my peoples who are suit people every day, it's just a suit. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, it's my suit, you know, suit, blazer, jacket, pants, you know, trousers, shirt, button, up am tired. It's normal. When you're not an everyday suit person, you like, man, I got the yeah, like you, <laughs> it's all of that shit. Got to the look group. sharp, Yeah, Jack- yeah, let yeah, yeah, me tell you something, Jack. Yeah, yeah. And that drive you crazy when it yeah. don't look like pristine all the way. Because I see my peoples in like, who wear suits every day, and they'd be like, you see them in this suit, like, yeah, that's a little wrinkle. Suit a little worn down on the elbow, whatever. But it's like nigga got eighty eight suits. Exactly. When you on
1: your like this, this your suit. Yeah, it got the hit. It got (laughs) the. It got to come together, Jack.
0: (laughs) Shit got the hit, Jack. (laughs) You seen the bitches supposed to? I don't do the. I'm 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 regular all the time. So when I do the most, it hit. It's just like that's kind of how the suit shit is. Yeah. Like I put a suit on, Jack. That shit got to come together. Got to come together. Yeah, but tomorrow should be fun. I'm mad that it's so goddamn early. But, yeah, you no, know.
1: listen, I, I'm damn near ready to just... Sh-
0: I told Lee, I was like, Chad got to stay up. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just up all day. I'm like, I'm already calculating. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, because it's a holiday, the yeah. traffic should be at least half, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so
0: yeah, that should be fun. Congratulations, man, to Dunbar winning the uh, Outstanding yes, Young yes, Lawyer yes, Award. Yes, yes. And a uh, shout out to Pastor Carl Triple C's, the uh, the real Triple C's, <laughs> right? Uh, Culture changing Christians winning the uh, Outstanding Organi- uh, Outstanding Community Organizer Award. Both will be receiving their yes, awards uh, tomorrow at the uh, Barristers. See, now I got we've been, we've been working <laughs> at the Barristers' annual MLK brunch that should be a good time yes, tomorrow man. man you know crack saying? of dawn crack look- of dawn yeah we <laughs> crack of dawn but yeah it should be a good time don't worry like oh man but afterwards though i'm like yeah when everybody wakes up <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> no at the fourth cup of coffee yeah hey, yeah. i'm bringing my sneaks you know what i'm saying Put them on immediately after that shit but no man it should be a good time man shout out to both of those brothers friends of the show our peoples for getting their awards tomorrow yes indeed um man. i think the big thing that went on this week um, for no reason, for absolutely no <laughs> none, reason, none at all. Um, can I start with my 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 one minute y'all weird? Do you think? my y'all weird for this week here is going to modern day content creators who look for the same old adage every fucking time they do anything? Y'all got to stop trying to go viral. I get it because it goes viral and it fuels the nonsense more and more and yeah. more. But some of us are just above certain levels of, like, discussion and conversation and just want better. I'm speaking totally to Yasin Bay, formerly known as Most Deaf, who was on this. I don't even know what the podcast or the platform yeah, was. I don't know
1: where that nigga was. He was, like, in front of some plants. <laughs> like. But...
0: I know me personally. Wake up over there. I know me personally. If I sat down with Yasin Be, formerly known as Most Deaf, and had a conversation with him, I could talk about the lyricist lounge era. I could talk about him with Kwale and High Tech era. I know about his work at Guantanamo Bay. I I there's so many things you could talk about outside of, so Drake. <laughs> Let's uh <laughs> yeah. what we think, man? Is is Drake hip hop like and it's done in such a nasty negative way that there's no way for Yasin Be to not come off like a strange individual. Like it's almost like a setup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost done for him to either be like a champion of the the turtles and everyone else who lives in the sewer,
1: or just to hate in his old head alive. Yeah just add, just add another hate no head to the list and,
0: and and it's just like and most def is liked like we like this nigga we yeah. all like this nigga again he brought light to the issues that were going on down there at that fucking refugee camp what well, the, uh, the the prisoner camp yeah. he brought issues like he he has great acting moments you know what i'm saying like you know he's in a bunch of shit hell yeah Italian job 16 blocks you know he's in fucking Talladega Nights like he just like for no reason most def just at the table in the and right. he He's a very interesting and complex person, and for this to be what he's going viral for in 2024 is just like, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I, when I watched the clip several times, and I've tried to, like, digest it and try to maybe uh... – Try to shoot him some bell. You know what I'm saying? Try mm-hmm. to be like, all right, maybe it's an overreaction, whatever, whatever. Because literally, like, you know, there's people on both sides of this. My whole, right now, my whole, uh, like, uh, I guess it's the For You section of Twitter, whatever the fuck you call it, the people you ain't following. But okay. it's, the shit is trending right now. That section. Can I ask, the, are, are y'all using, like, actual Twitter? Yeah. Okay, so the apps are out. Well, um, I, I'm I'm using whatever the official shit is. No, when I when I was on Twitter, I used to use um. Oh yeah, no, that shit is over. I'm tweet on a, logic, you remember that? Yeah, no, I'm on an official. X Oh, uh, uh, okay, so those are out Yeah, those are remember, out Remember,
0: uh, Echo Fun yeah, 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 no, that was use, my shot I used to use the
1: freak X. Yeah, <laughs> those was my Jones, yeah Yeah, so I'm on the Jones and I'm seeing all of this Because I don't remember no for you category that's Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing all of this activity or whatever And it's just like, you know, it's it's one that's coming on top of it Saying like, most deaf on some nut shit It's another one that's coming on top of it saying Yeah, most deaf right, you know what I'm saying What the fuck
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries so yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light.
1: But he is pop like and it's like I'm I'm watching the clip in its entirety over and over and over again to try to like, you know, add or extract some context from this shit of like how do we even get here? Mm-hmm. Because like you said if I'm sitting down and I'm talking to Most Dev Yaseen Bey, Drake is not, like, it's not even on a docket of, like, like, things that I want to talk about. Do you want to do more acting? Uh, You know, what went on with the whole fucking immigration situation? You getting stuck in Africa and Mm -hmm. shit like that. Like, there's a lot of unanswered questions around this man that, like, why are we using him in this context as, like, a like a a, a or a Charleston White to be making some sort of like, like he doesn't cultural have, he doesn't
0: have many talking points critique.
1: through his career where
0: we have like memorable moments of him even giving convo and 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 you know Q&A to anybody to anybody anywhere so we we've, we've never really heard him discuss the process of Miss Fat booty or or Umi says or how did how did Jordan pair with the Umi Says thing to make that this big old campaign and right. we don't know any of this. Yeah. But why do I know your thoughts on Hotline Bling from Dreadhought? Yeah. <laughs> this is anything. Like right.
1: nobody's ever like in any type of extended form interviewed him about the rape over mm-hmm. where he talked about you know all of the crazy shit that was going on in hip hop and a tall Israeli is running his rap shit like nobody like so, so you finally get an opportunity to sit down and talk to a guy that is one a wealth of knowledge two extremely talented and three ingrained into three different decades of hip-hop. And you like, all right, so uh, for all the dogs, yeah. pump it or dump it. And yeah. it's like, what are, what are we doing here? Um, and, you know, and trying to extract some context and really checking, really, really watching the clip over and over and over and over and over again, I just landed on just add him to the list. Like, he's just another hating-ass old head. And for me, whenever I can't figure something out, when I can't see somebody's clear intention, I'm like, oh, there's a chick involved like every single time if if it's if two men or having some random issue or somebody's making an issue with somebody that's super successful. I'm like, oh, it's a chicken involved. Right. Like, it's got to be somewhere down the line. Somebody hit somebody's chick or came at somebody's chick or flew somebody's girl out or whatever the case may be. Something of that nature. Like, it's something <laughs> to this. And then, so that was my initial thought. And then I was reminded of there was, like, a uh, a DM that Drake sent to some publication and was like, hey, the next time y'all review my book, can y'all have, like, some bad bitches review my book and not like the head president of the like most deaf fan club or whatever like that. Mm. So that's basically like, all right, so maybe this is the genesis of all of this where it's like, Oh, I'm going to get you back for this. Like you basically like called me like a super backpack nigga. And that was a jab. So now I'm going to jab you back by saying like, you know, you make shopping music and you know, your music only exists in target. And the thing is the argument against Drake is almost like the argument against LeBron James. Yeah, it's just no matter what you do. No matter what you hmm. do, we got a problem with it, and it's become socially acceptable to hate on you because of your success. But I think it's it's true. But I think it's more so
0: the fact that it's become socially acceptable to ask people from the generation before you about your success in this generation because in this generation – Kendrick loved the nigga. J. Cole loved the nigga. Savage loved the nigga. Dirk loved the nigga. Lil Baby loved the nigga. Future loved the nigga. I don't know what's going on right now, but Future loved the nigga. Jay loves the nigga. So Meek loves the nigga. Ross loves the nigga. So if everyone in this generation loves the nigga... Why, why is it never them? Why do you go and say, yeah, so let me ask you this,
1: uh, DMC.
0: How do you feel about, <laughs> like, like, what's the purpose? You know what's what i What's
1: your thoughts on D-Fang, just recently released from prison? <laughs> Same thing with LeBron.
0: If, if Jordan Crawford, J- Jamal fucking Tinsley, and John Wall, and Rich Paul, and Chris Paul, and Carmelo, and Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade, and Dirk Nowitzki, and all of these players from the last 20 years love LeBron James. Why do y'all constantly go and ask, you know, Arvidas Sabonis? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Derek, Sharp, Derek Harper. Like Armin Gilliam. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, why are you asking them about the – you're doing it strictly for the train wreck moment. And it's like I've just gotten to the point where I'm just I'm – the, the, I'm over the senseless train wrecks. Yeah, put the train on the right track and go to fuckhead right. with your fucking delivery. You know where the train pulled? To like go, you know God where damn. the train's supposed to go? <laughs> go to fuckhead, and I see that shit a lot in modern day media where it's like you get somebody in front of you, and instead of having a great conversation, you just go left and look for the crazy ass moment. You know what my homie said the other night? I seen him in the lounge, the Sixers game, whatever, and he came up to me and was like. Yo, man, I, I'm so proud of y'all. I'm happy with y'all, what y'all doing with the podcast, man. And he was like, I know that y'all don't get the light that some of these other publications and platforms get, but what y'all do, it needs to be highlighted and it needs to be noted. Yeah. He was like, Yo, I, I ain't gonna front. I skipped over the interview y'all did with Nutter because he was like, I, I just ain't fuck with dude. Like, I, I didn't fuck with him. Like, I thought he was like a weirdo. I thought he was like a clown. But he was like, I heard like six different people was like, yo, that joint they did with Mike Nutter was all that. And he's just like, I had to take a little ride. I'm like, let me check that shit out. He was like, bro, it got to the point where it was like, I caught myself rewinding the shit, like rewinding yeah. moments of the joint. he was like, it got done. He's like, yo, I had no idea. That that nigga was like that. I had no idea he was that down to earth and just that regular. And I'm just like, well, yeah, like he that was his whole joke. Like I'm a regular guy. Like I'm a regular black man from West Philadelphia. Y'all just kind of had me messed up because a nigga was at work with the camera on all right. the time. You know what I'm saying? So y'all had it like fucked up. But he was like, yo, like that shit was like excellent. And I'm just like, I appreciate it. But that's the thing. We could have easily sat down in front of another and been like, so let's 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 keep it real about and went left. Yeah. Met Jim Kenny, a bitch ass nigga, or what? <laughs> yeah, like, like easily, but it's like, no, you have a great conversation and you really. Highlight- you and John Street, who 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 would knock who the fuck out? Like, dumb shit, <laughs> dumb shit. But when you sit down and have these good ass conversations, it take a little bit longer because there's no sens- sensationalism that's yeah. gonna make me say, "Oh, let me click on this" because it's a fucking train wreck.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? The biggest, the biggest problem that I had with uh, with most with most devs said. Um, even understanding that it's probably a shot and a retort about the jerk said thing about the book review or whatever the case may be. Um, The dishonest part about it is it's like, well, what happens when this thing starts to crumble and starts to fall apart and blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, nigga, we're on year 15. (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, as of right... (laughs) As of the last three years, the man has put out, like, six number one albums or some shit yeah. for All the Dogs, Her loss, Honestly, Nevermind, um, which I think debuted at number two, maybe. I don't know. Was that number two or number one? Oh, Whatever man. it did. I love um, CLB. Like, all of this fucking music, he's got the number one grossing hip-hop tour of all time right now, and there's 25 more shows to go for the legs with J. Cole. So it's like, you know, when... He, when you talk about, like, impact. Um, I was the number one. Number one. And
0: I had a number one song, Jimmy Cooks.
1: See what I'm saying? So it's like, so when, you, when you're just manufacturing number one albums, number one songs, time and time and time and time again, if Drake does a song with Matt tomorrow, Matt is instantly listen, thrust listen. into the goddamn... Yeah. Immediate public eye in the Pantheon yeah. or whatever the fuck is going on with. It'll rap. cost
0: you twenty five
1: thousand to get me on this. Show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, um, overnight. Yeah, like, so. It's like with that in mind, it's like yo, know, how can we diminish? If you want to say you got you, you know, the last whatever music wasn't for you, where he's checking too many boxes and being too versatile, or whatever, whatever. That's fine because that's an opinion. But once you start trying to make claims against the solidarity of the foundation of the industry of Drake. That's when you get to start being dishonest yeah. and making it seem like something is happening that's not happening. Like yeah. you're trying to start a narrative. we we trying to start the plant shit. We trying to start the and plant just, shit. I hope we
0: don't get to that point where it's like, we seen the boy performing in them little rooms and right. Degrassi
1: and, and shit. Like, why do we got to do this? Somebody man? pointed out on one of the posts that I was looking at was like, He's like, I know most Def hasn't listened to any Drake music in the last three years because he actually referenced most Def on Far From Home, mm-hmm. where he's like, most Def gave me like a rack for performing. Like, so it's like, motherfuckers will take all of the bad, none of the good, and will judge you solely off of the bad or they feel like they were slighted and not give you no credit for the fact that they acknowledge that you were integral in their career and mm-hmm. helping to monetize what the fuck they were trying to do as an artist. Yeah, and people go with, the, and people are waiting to pounce on some shit like that to go because there's already enough established hate for Drake, for LeBron, for somehow, some way, it turned on Wayne. They, they, they don't diss Wayne no more. Like, have you noticed that the internet sentiment for Wayne is like because Wayne it, is the goat? Like, just it, suddenly
0: it's an uphill battle that you was never going to win. It's just reality. Yeah. Like, it just, it, Wayne was too good. Yeah. He really, like... I got Wayne in my top five for a reason. Out of everybody I got in my top five, which is Jay, Nas, Pac, Biggie, and Wayne. That's my top five. Yeah. Wayne is the one where, from jump, he really didn't have a path to being number right. five. Jay had the path. Biggie had the path. Pac had the path. And so did Nas. Yeah. From jump. From the gun bus. But you know who else... Was there or should be there? Like Ice Cube. He had the path from Jump. Yeah. Snoop Dogg had the path from Jump. Big Pun had the path from Jump. Scarface. Yeah. These people all had a path to being the best rapper alive. Little Wayne didn't. Little Wayne started rapping when he was 12. When 12-year-olds start rapping in rap, they're normally done when they're 19. Yeah. They're novelty acts by the time they're 23 especially when you blow with some wabbada wobbity, 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 wobbity shit. Yeah. You're normally a novelty act. I can name a gazillion of them, I and mean, this ain't a diss, but I know what Jibs and Chingy and all these different guys were. For their time, yeah. they was lit, and they made popping-ass songs and music, but you don't have a path to being the GOAT or one of the best rappers alive. Yeah, just made some good songs. It doesn't happen. So for Wayne to navigate those waters essentially in a canoe and to where he changed the look the sound, the energy, the way people put songs together, mixtapes. Lil Wayne got more boxes checked than everybody I got in my top five. Right. So it was it was an argument that just didn't make any sense from junk. Yeah. jump. But How do you argue with a nigga where I'm here and Jay-Z is breaking his neck to do songs right. with me? Think about that. The 12-year-old Wobbly Wobbly <laughs> and Jay-Z in a presidential role and a bulletproof vest is on songs saying it might get us to the mixtape wheezy. Right. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. So it was never an argument to begin
1: with. Yeah, so it's, it's so amazing. I didn't mean to break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it was always so stupid to But me. to see people finally turn the corner in mass, it's like when you look at... Just talking points on Twitter. When you look at like the comments and shit, when anything goes up around Weezy on say cheese or academics, mm. Weezy to go eat e the greatest, da da, da, da da When you see uh, polls and stuff on these YouTube channels, on the community posts and all of that shit, who's the best out of this? It's always overwhelmingly Wayne. And you know something else that happened in Lil Wayne's career that finally like
0: etched it in stone? And to be fair, it's gonna have to happen for Drake and LeBron. They gotta go sit down. Lil Wayne. Really sat down for four or five years to yeah. where Carter one, Carter two, mixtape, 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 Carter three, Carter four, mixtape, mixtape, mixtape. Little Wayne went, Dan, Dan. Little Wayne went and sat down, yeah. and when when Wayne sat down, it made the whole industry say, "Damn, we miss Wayne." Mm-hmm. Carter five drops does more numbers than anything exactly. out of the fuck. and that's what happened. And where. Instead of critiquing Carter 5 with the energy that they critique Carter Three and Carter Four with, people just was just appreciative. It, they know? was just happy just to glad get, we got this. They was just happy to get another Carter. So where Drake has been consistently dropping every fucking year, we gotta like wait for Drake to take three or four years off yeah. to be like, damn man, I miss I miss certain songs. I miss to where when imagine if Drake would have just said, Yeah, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm good. Because I'm that was the plan. I'm up a billion. I got this jet. I got this mansion. I'm going to just relax for a couple years. And then we let y'all feast off of all these rappers who ain't really the fuck Drake. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back in three years with that shit he did on the fucking extra deluxe shit with the conductor beat. And uh, Imagine if he do that. Yeah. The fucking world catches on fire. Yeah. And we've seen Drake do it time and time again. We've seen the Scary Hours 1, the Scary Hours 3, all these different moments. It's inning, But you got to go sit down. LeBron went to eight straight finals. It's just it's 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 almost like annoying to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And little Wayne was people in that get uh, winner's fatigue. Winner's fatigue. To where it's like, man, just go sit down somewhere and let us You almost got to like give people a chance to reset. Like let their yeah. their eyes refocus on some shit and let them go see a bunch of bullshit going on then you come back. You know who understands that very very well in music, well at least for the time period he did, was Rick Ross. Rick Ross knew how to get in and get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come. I'm going to give you a hot-ass track. Then I'm going to give you another hot-ass track. I'm going to dance around like a fool for a little <laughs> minute. I'm going to drop the album. Y'all going to eat it up. Tell me I'm the best at picking beats. And then I'm going over here to Wingstop. Yeah. Y'all be good till the fall. That was real.
1: Yeah. You know With what I mean? With my 700,000 units and I'm out y'all hair. I'm out y'all hair. I hey, listen. I got a 50-50 joint venture. So, 700,000, that's yeah, like... Good money know, to me. That's like 2 million on over another nigga. Seriously. And I think Drake is just... <sighs>
0: Charlemagne, remember Charlemagne did the the Drake era over like six years ago? Yeah,
1: Wayno did it too. Shout out my nigga Wayne.
0: (laughs) They did that shit like six, seven years ago. And since that time, Drake has outperformed the prior six, seven years. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. And that makes everybody like, kind of like grit their teeth and stand on the edge of the curb. You ever see a motherfucker looking for the bus? They like that when it comes to the yeah. end of the Drake shit. So that's how you get Yassin in an interview talking about, like, when does it, you know, what happens when it crumbles about a nigga who done made a billion dollars and the owner of Universal <laughs> is like, yeah, he doesn't have a budget. Yeah. He gets whatever he Think about he how wants. crazy that is. The CEO of Universal has gone on record and said, yeah, Drake doesn't have a budget. The last, he gets person, the
1: last person that was like that at Universal was Marshall, with mm-hmm. Eminem. And it was never publicly pronounced. I knew because. We knew somebody that worked in um, accounting department for universal music. And they was basically like, yeah, Marshall, Eminem I'm talking about, doesn't have a budget. Like it's whatever he said. So if he call and say, yo, I'm about to turn in this album, I need 19 million, cool, no problem. If he call and say, I need 85 million, cool, no problem. We cut him a check and it is what it is because we know he's gonna recoup. Mm-hmm. They, I think right before uh he put out the uh recovery album. The Jonah did like 750 the first week. Everybody thought he was done. And he did seven fifty mm-hmm. the first week. I was like, oh shit, Marshall still got it. But he took like a nineteen million dollar advance on it. They was like, yeah, he was recouped in two weeks. No, really. <laughs>
0: no, 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 like, and 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 <sighs> things like this make people overanalyze and undershoot people's like Lives. Yeah. Because I saw a lot of that the other day. I saw people with the energy of who the fuck is most deaf and what has he done? And I'm like, I don't like that because yeah. most has done a lot. But that's the problem with this. It's like you now have to put most deaf's career against up against the Biggest musician. Not trying to be funny. At this point, it's Drake, and then it's everyone else. That includes Elvis. That includes Madonna. That includes Michael Jackson, nigga. I'm sorry. It's just reality. He's done too much. The
1: problem with Drake is that he's become such a polarizing figure that people refuse to give just a fair analysis of what he actually is. And it's like, yo, when you look at his career and you break down his music, if you did a fucking pie chart and you break down his music, 40% is hip-hop? 40% 40% is soul R&B. The other 20% is a mixture of pop, uh, reggaeton, mm-hmm. Afrobeat, um, all L- London grime. All t- it's like a mishmash in that other 20%. But the crux of what he's doing, the far lion's share is 80% is hip-hop and R&B or rap and R&B. So how the fuck is he then not hip-hop if hip-hop and R&B are together? symbiotically, they're on the chart together and he's rapping and doing soul music and some shit just so happens to go pop. And then it's like motherfuckers wanted to drill down on like, oh, pop is just short for popular, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but pop music is its own genre. And y'all don't get to tell me and lie to me and lie to Matt and lie to Dan and say that Drake is making pop music when none of his sensibilities are the same as what Katy Perry, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC did that's pop music. Right, I, I I'll say this, and I saw one girl try to
0: basically like, people are mad at at at, at most death for asking, you know, where's basically like where's the meat and potatoes to your your musical, you know, uh uh what they call it like your catalog, your catalog, and and the girl is like, mu- rap music comes from. Elevating and inspiring people to basically opt out of what's going on and create your own thing. And I'm just like, I think you're basically putting like a, it takes a nation of million, like cloak over the whole hip hop. So if you ain't doing that, then it ain't hip hop. Because I'm like, Rapper's Delight wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? No. It's Tricky from Run DMC
1: wasn't that. like Walk that, This Way from Run DMC was not that. It, it wasn't you don't that. get no more pop. They gave up 100% of the publishing in order to clear that record with Aerosmith in order to cross over and get the audience. And Aerosmith had did the song four <laughs> years before. You know the song had been out. Yes.
0: Same lyrics yeah. and all of that shit. That was Aerosmith's song. So it's like you don't get more crossover or pop than than or, than or that. Yes. So that wasn't what hip hop was. This is my story, and this is who I am, and I'm going to put it out to the world. This is why, at the same time, you can have Chuck D and Flavor Flav and have Kid and Play. Exactly. And Chuck D and Flavor Flav can literally drop, you know, what was the song for uh, Do the Right Thing? Um, fight the fight Power. The power. Yeah. And Kid and Play can put out Ain't My... T- I mean... Uh,
1: uh, ain't gonna hurt nobody Ain't gonna hurt
0: nobody And they can literally be Tearing it up On two different things that, That's hip hop You know what I mean yeah. That's like saying Oh well since you, Because you not Ice Cube And You know
1: Uh Uh
0: What's Straight out of Compton Um What's the group N.W.S. N.W.S. I can't
1: remember that. What's the group?
0: Because you're, not Ice, <laughs> <Who them niggas? laughs> because you're not Ice Cube and N.W.A., now I'm supposed to turn my back on Heavy D and the Boys. And right. it's just like, no, 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 no. Ice Cube wrote Boys in the Hood for Easy and Straight out of Compton. But Heavy D wrote the theme song to In Living Single. You need all of these people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like to say that, how the fuck we going to say In Living Color ain't hip-hop? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it gave us Jennifer Lopez. It gave us fucking Jamie Foxx. It gave us Tommy Davidson.
1: Sean it, and Marlon Williams, It It's just like, so we, you,
0: you can't do that. David Allen Green. And Heavy D was on, like, think about it, There was a time period where it was like, hearing these theme songs was like, remember the Living Single theme song or the Martin theme song and all this nope. shit? Like, it just, that's part of the game. So how do you have one without the other? And people had this thing, especially those, like, we always make the joke, those Lyrical Miracle, you know, uh, uh, uh. What's the term we always use? Bomatomically. Atomically niggas. Where it's like, if you not champion hoodie, you know, 40 ounce. Yeah, you you not If you ain't got the the, the super Tims up to here. You not hip hop. And it's like, I'm here to tell you, Ice-T had a perm in his nails done. A nigga was hip hop. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Ice-T went against, Ice-T loved hip hop so much, he went against his own crew his immediate circle of influence to do hip hop. Ice-T was hip hop, dog. Luke was hip hop.
0: Me so horny, nigga. That was hip-hop. Luke went to the Supreme Court and beat them niggas. That was hip-hop. So it's like I hated times where y'all sitting and be like, if you not lyrical, miracle, spiritual in it on every motherfucking track, then you not hip-hop. And it's like that was the whole Lil Wayne shit years ago where it's just like, no, 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 no. I don't have to do that at all. Yeah. I actually can do anything. I can wear big furry boots mm-hmm. and I'll rap all you niggas. Yep. And then, then, you, had, the fuck and then up. you had
1: lyrical, miracle, smerical niggas like, Royce and Hobson and all of them niggas, like, yo, I had to come back around and recognize, like, Wayne for his greatness because I was so looking at hip-hop, like, in this box of, like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is supposed to be, and I missed all of this great-ass fucking music and these great – fucking punchlines and like these fucking, you know, these genre bending moments and shit because I was like stuck in a box and it's like, you can't be an elitist like that when it comes to fucking hip hop because the genre is ever expanding. You got motherfuckers in Korea and in fucking Laos and all of that shit doing their version of hip hop. Mm -hmm. You got Italian drill music right now. Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers doing drill music, rapping in fucking Italian. Like, we don't get to, once we create this art form and put it out there, we don't get to gatekeep and control and say, what's less hip hop? pop or more hip hop or none of that shit yeah. because they all have a fucking place now are there hip hop is the umbrella and this is where niggas have the problem I'm gonna show y'all like a flow chart hip hop is the umbrella underneath the umbrella there's plenty of sub genres of hip hop there's gangster rap slash reality rap, there's conscious rap, there's, you know, the super lyrical shit, there's drill rap now, there's like, you know, uh, like the more pop influenced rap, like what MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice did. So it's like, so you basically telling me that Drake is making, if Drake is pop, and MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice are pop, you telling me that Drake is making the same type of music that MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice made, that was blatantly trying to go fucking pop? Like, y'all are being dishonest. And that's my problem with the whole sentiment around the shit and half of the talking points because the other half are like, y'all niggas tripping. And that half, I'm inclined to believe is right because y'all are just lying to get a point across. Yeah. Y'all trying to start a narrative and you're lying to do so. The, I, I, we've seen it time and time again. When
0: Nas came out with Illmatic, and Illmatic was praised from the jump, it was praised not not just because of Nas' lyrical ability, right. but because the production was like out of this world yes. on there. And it wasn't what production became from hip-hop later on where what Puff and all of them did once Biggie died, where they started sampling all the old school music. But I was watching this thing the other day where it was like, when Biggie and Pac got murdered, Motherfuckers on there, like, yo, we thought rap was going to end. Mm-hmm. Like, we legitimately, because, like, the news, the outlets, all of them is like, oh, this shit is too real. People are getting yeah. killed. We don't want our kids listening to this shit. Remember, they was already steamrolling albums in the yep. street and all that crazy shit. See Dolores Tucker and Bob Dole and all of them, motherfuckers. They were like, we thought hip-hop was done. What Puff did was he went and started sampling the music that the kids who they didn't want listening to the rap music, their parents were listening to that. Mm-hmm. He started sampling, you know, Juicy Fruit and Diana Ross and Sting and all of the music that was great from the 70s and 80s, Casey and the Sunshine Band, all these different people to where the parents was like, oh, man, that's that, I know that. Yeah put that on and now the kids love it because that's bad boy or that's death row and that becomes the wave of the future you look at ja rule ja rule blue uh to everybody that be living it up you say that's stevie wonder like it's just seeing that over and over and over again where it got to the point where jay-z and nas like the biggest and best rappers out was coming in off of samples Mm -hmm. from the 70s and 80s and it brought hip-hop to the forefront of fucking music A lot of those conscious rappers, they felt too ingratiated in whatever the fuck they was doing at the time where it's like, I can't do that crossover shit. I can't do that sellout. That was when that whole, because remember, sellout rap Mm -hmm. didn't happen back in the day. How'd you have that when, like, a lot of people don't even dig it. California Love is Joe Cocker. That's a rock sample. Right. Thus I'm dun, dun 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 It's the same shit. Dre just dropped the fucking baseline in it. Yeah. All of that shit is from like the you know they call it G Funk, like George yeah. Clinton and all. all that shit is sample. Yeah, Bootsy Collins, all of that shit. All that shit is sampled. So it's like either sampled or replayed. Back in the day you didn't have that though. You know, you you didn't have oh he crossed over and he sold out, but in the '90s towards the end, you just had this weird nasty energy of if you sell a lot of records, somehow you you crossed over. Yeah, if if you your sold music out. is
1: popular, it's automatically pop. Music. And it's like, and it's like, no, Julio
0: it's a, on Gangsta's Paradise is talking real gangsta shit. Yeah. That's a real gangsta ass record. A, that's a reality rap record. It just happened to go it, to fuck pop. It caught. It caught. Bone Thugs and Harmony, Crossroads. That's as real as it could fucking possibly get. Yeah. It just happened to sell eight million copies. Yeah. Like we,
1: do, do niggas, we sorry, guys. Yeah, do like, niggas think Bone Thugs was in the studio. Like I know this going down, man. Man, we gonna get on motherfucking MTV. Because when you different. said I miss my uncle Charles, y'all, that's gonna be the one.
0: It's like well, they didn't know that. No, no, it don't work like that. Sometimes you just catch one. Yeah, it just that's the way it worked. You think Busta Rhymes thought he was crossing over with hoo-ha got you all in check? The damn song is called (laughs) (laughs) hoo-ha. How the fuck is I'm supposed to expect MTV to pick this shit up?
1: And there's so many elements of creationism um, when you are creating, you know hip-hop and rap records and stuff like that, you don't know what's going to carry that shit forward. You don't know if it's going to be the hook. You don't know if it's going to be the lyrics. You don't know if it's going to be the music video. To you the, don't know what's going to make this shit to blow To the point, up. I was watching
0: a docu-series, and they were talking about um, the Seattle grunge and how that caught fire in the early 90s, mm-hmm. and the girl was on there. She was basically the former VP of videos at MTV, and she said in 1992, she was working in the music video room at MTV, and... Uh, Aerosmith was dropping their new song, and she was like, Rock and roll at that time was in it was in like a weird transition. Like, the rock and roll legends of the 70s and 80s were all mega stars, you know, Aerosmith, Metallica, Red Hot Chili Peppers, all these different guys. They were huge, but that the 90s just brought about such a realness in music that, like. Being overly produced and overly worked wasn't like yeah, a strip thing. Yeah, stripped
1: down was the way to go.
0: And she was like, Aerosmith was releasing their new video and they came to the MTV offices with a bag of money. Like they showed her they had like a trash <laughs> bag full of money on some like, yeah, make sure our video getting in rotation next week, whatever, whatever. And she was like, one of my assistants boarded in this video and she was like, it literally came on and just like the first 10 seconds, it was like, Oh, this is hip. This is what, this feels young and energetic. And it was uh, Nirvana. Nirvana smells like teen spirit. And it dude, 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 dude. that shit, she turned it on. It was just like, oh, this is it. So she showed it to her bosses. It was like, this needs to go into the rotation. And they were like, totally against yeah. it. Like, no, this is not. She was like, I'll bet my career on this shit. Like, if this shit don't go and don't work, she's like, take me out the video room. She's like, they put that shit in there. Two weeks later, it was the most requested video on MTV. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, Kurt Cobain had a whole revolution behind him to where then you get, um, uh, uh they were talking about all the different groups, the, the the Foo Fighters and all that shit that came from what the Seattle grunge created. And it's just like, yeah, that was literally how music, it was like, yo, you got rock and roll, but then you got grunge rock, mm-hmm. you got soft rock. And it's like, why are all these other genres allowed to have subcultures, but rap can't? It's just one thing. It's just rap. One monolith. And yeah and it's like it don't work like that.
1: Yeah, it's super dishonest, man. And um and and that's my only issue against it is just like if y'all hating just say I don't like the nigga. I, I, he's a nut. Like it just just stop, stop, stop trying to mask it around yeah. some other thing when in reality it's like the nigga sent my bitch a DM, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure his dick was in there. I I <laughs> I jumped out of the DM before I seen it like yeah. just say what it is. Like it's like y'all want to pussyfoot around shit instead of because you know because again As men, there's an inherent threat of violence. Niggas be trying to avoid getting punched in the face. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're going to use... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry
0: between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive at participating
1: mcdonald's certain coded language in order to say what they really want to say which is he's a bitch-ass nigga i don't like him i don't be appreciating xyz that the nigga be doing and so instead of saying that because that could lead to a punch in the face you say oh he he makes music that's compatible with shopping and it's like what in the passive-aggressive soft-ass shit is this
0: Yeah, you know, like I said, I put Drake in. I've compared him to LeBron many times on the show where you just take the game somewhere else and you do it through longevity and doing shit that a lot of motherfuckers just can't do. And that makes people feel away. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just reality. You look at the NBA right now. Shea is on a tear. Jason Tatum is one of the best young players. Nikola Jokic might be the best player in the NBA. Embiid is phenomenal. All of that shit is dope. Ain't none of y'all niggas LeBron James. And that's just the reality. When he walk in, everything shifts. It don't matter if he winning at the moment or if he even playing at the moment. I'm LeBron. You not him. Did you
1: see that video uh, of LeBron at the, I think it was at a college game? Or Or the White Balls. The the White Balls.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, oh, shit. shit. Because it's LeBron. Like, it's it's literally the equivalent of seeing, like, it's like seeing Jay or seeing Jordan or seeing Michael Jackson because it's just like, oh, shit, this this might be the best that ever did it. So that 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 puts motherfuckers on alert. It's, it's like not trying to be funny. It's a lot of NBA all-stars who could walk into that gym and just walk in and sit down. Motherfuckers be like, oh, there goes so-and-so. Mm-hmm. But it's like LeBron walk in, it freezes everybody. Yeah. Like, oh shit, LeBron in this gym. Reality. I thought the shit was weird, and I'm just like, yo, Drake going. He eventually he gotta go just sit down. That's just reality. Yeah. Just take some time off, let people miss and you. And even though I gotta be
1: extended period of time, take take two years off. Take two years off. You know what I'm saying? Get off this tour. Take off the rest of 24 and 25. Yep. And them motherfuckers will be begging you to drop some goddamn begging, music. Please, Aubrey. Please. We is sick of this shit here. NBA Youngboy just released his ninth disc record yeah. against Charlemagne, <laughs> the God. <guy>. Like, <laughs> please come back. Straight <laughs> up, man.
0: Uh, Switching gears just a little bit. I want to throw this out real quick. I know you got some other shit. Two questions. Yes. Is Bill Belichick the best coach in NFL history?
1: Is Bill Belichick the best coach in NFL history? At a time, I would have said yes. I was going to ask,
0: do you think this last two years... He got exposed.
1: ...fucked it up? Fucked it up. He got exposed. Like, if he left when Brady left... It's nothing to talk about. Um...
0: But one I, of those, like, you peeled the curtain back, and we saw that it ain't no no locker room back there. It ain't no...
1: Yeah, like... Just, yeah, like... Um, defensive mind, greatest defensive mind, um, as far as, like, a, a defensive lead coach, coordinator, all of that shit, bar none. Uh, when you talk about head coaching, um, I think that there may be, you know, maybe one or two people ahead of them. Um, the only thing that... that I, I had a conversation with my homie the other day. The thing with
0: Bill Belichick is he comes from someone's tree and he doesn't have his own, like, tree. Yeah. The people who were up under him are kind of like... They're all fuck-ups. They're kind of faltering <laughs> yeah. out there in the world. Shanahan, Patricia, they're kind of, like, fucking up uh, a little bit. What's his main guy? Fucking Josh? Josh, uh... uh um, he get fired everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, yeah. You know, and for what it's worth, he comes from the Bill Parcells tree. Yes. And that's kind of how NFL works, where it's like, do you have a, like, Mike Holmgren, uh, uh, Walsh, Bill Parcells, they, these niggas is it. And you talk about, like, the Marty Schottenheimers and all these different dudes who come up under yeah. all this shit. Andy Reid is under the motherfucker Holmgren tree. Yep. So them two niggas at the top is just like, man. Yeah. Andy Andy mustache had ice in it yesterday. (laughs) He was still out there, no, no, nigga. Second down. Get down. (laughs) Like, these are some coaches out there. Yeah, for sure. And it's just Bill Belichick just caught the perfect storm. Everything you had Brady emerge at the right time. Yep. Your defense emerged at the right time. Y'all made the key picks in getting this person. Getting Y'all this person. Y'all had the best
1: cap manipulator in the history of the fucking NFL. Y'all wound
0: up getting the best field goal kicker. Y'all had the best center. Y'all had like the the Patriots was just loaded yeah. all the fucking time.
1: I think that ha- having Tom Brady was such a luxury that I think even pars I mean, um, even a uh, Belichick at times didn't realize how much of a luxury he how much had. he had because yeah. at times you had. Matt Castle come in there and still go eleven and five. Mm-hmm. You had fucking uh Jimmy porn star Jimmy come in. They go yeah. ten and six shit. Like like so it's like you had these stopgap moments where you like oh it's the system. This is system. But it's like yeah all those Super Bowls was hoisted by TB twelve. Mm-hmm. None of these other niggas didn't lead you to no goddamn Super right. Bowl. The first couple was the defense more. It was than, de- but yeah.
0: after after like the second joint, it was all it's all TB twelve yeah. and it's yeah. like.
1: You know, I, th- I think, um you know, Belichick got exposed a little bit, and I th- either the game passed him by or caught up to him either mm-hmm. way because they were just making – because he was, the, he was the GM and the VP of football operations also. And they just weren't selecting the right players. They picking the wrong guys to play quarterback. Cam Newton should have never been there. Yeah. Like, it's just certain shit. It was just like, all right, we just reaching at this point. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Somebody
0: the other day was like, yo, staying too long – can definitely be the joint that fuck you up in the long run. indeed. Like like my homie the other day, he said, uh, Draymond Green. He was like, yo, for what it's worth, if Draymond Green decides to hang it up like right after 19, it's like, yo, Draymond's going to the Hall of Fame, but it's like now it's like you still got the accolades and the championships and the defensive player of the year, but it's like...
1: You a nut-ass nigga He's now. like, you got, like,
0: one <laughs> more incident before you
1: might make it into the WBC Hall of Fame <laughs> right. before
0: you get into the NBA Hall of Fame. I'm Because like,
1: at this point, you just deducting points because you ain't winning no more championships. No, that's kind of so, so you're not winning no more defensive player of the years. You're not winning no more championships. Well, after 21, I should say, when you yeah, yeah, won yeah, the championship. You're not going to no more all um, Honestly, after
0: that, that one they won against Boston where everybody thought, okay, Golden State's not winning no more championships post to Kevin going. Durant ever. Once they get that, if all three of them decide we done, y'all are like – a super legacy type thing. And Draymond just nightly is just to the point. Now we're like, we're looking at clay Thompson being garbage. We're looking at Draymond being out of his mind. We're looking at the warriors questioning Steve Kerr where four years ago, it was like Steve Curry's the best basketball mind we've ever seen. Yeah. You could put him up there with Phil Jackson and pop. That was the way motherfuckers yeah. was acting. And now you, every day, you, man, Kaminga's like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck this nigga, little, little white nigga doing. Like, every day is some bullshit. Steph Curry They got to blow it all up. Steph Curry is like, I don't know. I I you know, I,
1: Steph should. Steph can't shoot y'all back into a game right now. Steph should be looking to get traded. Ross said that shit the other day in a, in a in the classiest way possible. Not like a, not like a Kobe going on a radio yeah. like these bitch ass niggas need to yeah. trade me to Phoenix or Chicago right now. Like he he should do it in the classiest way possible. But this needs to be his last year in Golden State. Yeah, it's 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 run its course. It's run its course. It's over. Yeah. And it would have been a, he should have had a Tim Duncan type career where he got to retire a Kobe Bryant type career, he get to retire in one uniform. But like they they fucked him around. Yeah, did, bad. Yeah. Honestly, when what's his name left? The GM. Um, uh, Myers. He saw it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, Barkley said, man, you need an award. Myers said, for what? He was
1: like, for knowing when to get off the ship. He burst (laughs) out laughing like, dog. And Bob is phenomenal on TV. Yeah, he's real good. So I bounced with my four rings. All my fucking conference championships, all that all, money. Old, all that money, yeah, out of here, out of here, goddamn it, this shit about to be it. fucked up. Yeah, who the Warriors playing tonight?
0: Uh, uh the Mavericks. Oh man, Mavericks negative eight. You know <laughs> what, what else we got tonight? Like, like straight up. So let me ask you this:
1: Belichick is Nick Saban, hands down,
0: hands down, nothing you got to even think Bear about.
1: Bear Bryant, hands down, I, I, because he did it in a more competitive era.
0: I got Nick Saban. I got him as the number one. Jules will hear this and give us his input. I got Nick Saban, because he's a vicious college football fan. I got Nick Saban at one for the longevity of what he was doing regular season to re- You know, he has like, I think it's like 12 straight double digit win seasons. Mm-hmm. And if he like, they only play 11 games. Like
1: he's the most insane Nick Saban graphic I've seen. 29 losses, career as a college coach, 44 first round picks. Yeah. And you got like a hundred people in the league. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. This tree is ridiculous. It's insane. They
0: were showing the journey show the other day. It was like, if you put all of the Alabama players on one team in the NFL, they probably beat any fucking thing. they go undefeated. It's just insane. <laughs> the defense alone. It's like, you know, Trayvon Diggs, all the motherfuckers came from over there. Yeah. It's just, never mind the quarterbacks and shit, but just the defensive side of shit is like. Defensive side, running backs, like. It's nuts. Edge rushers, it's interior linemen. Dog, Derrick Henry was over there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so you got Nick Saban as one. I got Nick Saban as one. All right. You know Derrick Henry is done in Tennessee. Yeah, mm-hmm. like his thank you game. He wound up having like the best game of the season, whatever, whatever. So I had the conversation with a friend of mine's or whatever. He he's like a football person. And I said Derrick Henry to me might have the best running back career ever. And he was like, I don't agree with that. I don't think he's the best running back in NFL history. I'm like, I didn't say NFL history. I said, I think he might have the best running back career ever. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen his high school numbers? Oh, it's, it's, it's They're unbelievable. They're absolutely insane. He's a man amongst boys. He, it's absolutely insane. Three state championships, broke all the fucking records for the state <laughs> in running back. He goes to Alabama, Bam, yeah. breaks all kinds of records as a running back, wins a Heisman, Goes, what was he, number what in the draft? I think he was... Uh, Top five or six. One of them, three yeah. or four or some shit like that. He has an outstanding high school career, outstanding collegiate career, and wins a Heisman as a running back. He comes to the NFL and has an outstanding NFL career.
1: Oh, no, he was... Uh... She was a second-round second pick. Second-round pick. You 45th right. overall.
0: And I remember seeing that, and I was thinking, like, how the fuck was Derrick Henry in the second round? Yeah, he you was the really second
1: right. running back taken that year. Ezekiel
0: Elliott went Ezekiel number Ezekiel four. Ezekiel Elliott went number four. There you go. Fucking Derrick. I knew it was somebody who went number four. I couldn't yeah. think of it. Derrick Henry smashes high school, annihilates college, wins the Heisman, comes to the NFL, and he's been the best running back of the last decade. Yeah. Hands down. He has a 2,000-yard season, which only eight people have. He's won multiple Offensive Player of the Year awards. He's led the league in rushing multiple times. He's led the league in touchdowns multiple times. I'm like, yo, when you add in high school, college, and NFL, he's had, like, the best running back career of all time, dog.
1: He has had double-digit touchdowns six years in a row.
0: Dog, like, Derrick Henry, you know (laughs) the crazy part is? You couldn't tell him apart from, like, you know, Bismarck You don't know what the (laughs) fuck he looked like at the time. He could walk down the street, motherfuckers would not notice that was him.
1: In a in a down season where he was hurt half the season, he still had 937 yards and, and 10 touchdowns st- in 2021. He's
0: the only like not trying to be funny in Tennessee. It's him, three six mafia, and Young Buck. That's it. <laughs> Until Ja got there,
1: yeah, dog, this is crazy. He got he got he has for his career 2030 attempts, 9502 yards, 4.7 yards per. He carry, averages more yards than Emmitt And 90 touchdowns. I'm telling you, though, like, when you factor in his collegiate shit and high school,
0: I'm like, Derrick Henry might be the best running back ever, dog.
1: No, you make a strong-ass case.
0: Because think about how many running backs who was the shit in the NFL didn't win the Heisman. Right. And think about how many motherfuckers who won the Heisman. Look at Reggie Bush. Look at, like, how many people who win the Heisman don't really get their footing in the NFL. It's rare you get an OJ. Yeah who wins the Heisman and then has a tooth. I think, honestly, Derrick Henry and OJ might be the only ones. Yeah, so
1: he's a one-time All-American, 2015 Heisman, 2015 SEC Offensive Player of the Year, 13, 14, 15 at Alabama. He uh, had 3,591 yards, 6 yards per carry, 42 touchdowns, 17 receptions for 285 yards, another 3 touchdowns there. Um and 3,876 yards from scrimmage, 6.3-yard average, 45 touchdowns from scrimmage.
0: That's in college. That's in college. Dog.
1: His last year at Alabama, he fucking uh, had 395 carries for 2,219 yards and 28 touchdowns. I don't know what I'm about to tell you. Yeah, Derrick Henry is a beast.
0: All right, look at the list real quick. Did Eric Dickerson win a Heisman? I think
1: he did. Eric Dickerson. I feel like he did. Uh, Dickerson. No, I don't think he did. He was a. He was an All American. Yeah, Eric Dickerson did not win a Heisman. He was an All-American. No. Chris
0: Johnson didn't win a Heisman.
1: Did Adrian Peterson win a Heisman?
0: Uh,
1: I think he did. I'm very sure he did. Because he was fucking crazy at Oklahoma. Uh, 2004. Adrian Peterson won a Heisman. Mm-hmm. Did Barry Sanders win a Heisman?
0: Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster?
1: Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah I just watched the Barry Sanders documentary on Amazon Prime. Plug, plug. It is amazing. Um, 1988. Heisman won.
0: Okay. So, Barry won one. AP won one. OJ won one. Derrick Henry won one. And I know Jamal Lewis didn't win one. No. Terrell Davis didn't win a Heisman, did he? No. No. So, it's just Derrick Henry, OJ, Barry Sanders, and AP. Those are only four human beings to win a Heisman in college and have a 2,000-yard season in the NFL. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, we all know AP is that nigga. Yes. We all got OJ as that nigga. And we all know Barry Sanders is that nigga. Once you factor in Derek P's collegiate career and his high school career,
1: it's not even nothing to argue about, Doug. All right. So, modern era running backs that won the Heisman. Um, We're going to go from OJ Simpson forward. So, 1968 forward. OJ Simpson... Uh, Steve Owens from Oklahoma I don't know who that is No no
0: I wasn't looking For all the Heisman I was just talking about The Heisman winners Who ran for
1: 2,000 Oh who ran for 2,000 Because there's only Eight people who ran for 2,000 That's a whole other class I'm looking at
0: Eric Dickerson Chris Johnson Adrian Peterson Barry Sanders Jamal Lewis OJ TD And Derrick Henry Did Mark Ingram run for 2,000
1: no, but he he won he won it. In Mark Ingram tore it up in yeah. college that year. Dog rushing for two thousand is not normal. Yeah, Derrick Henry was the last one was uh two thousand fifteen mm-hmm. last one to rush for two thousand yards, and that was the first
0: one since AP. Yeah, like it's not normal to rush for two thousand. No, hell no. Look you at only, CMC. You only got fifteen games. Like <laughs> CMC not getting there. Like you got to really. You not trying to be funny. If you got and this, now we got the 17th game. but at sixteen games you essentially got to rush for a buck twenty five a game every game every game like yeah. just from the jump so
1: that's beyond being featured like so you, if, you, if you
0: if you have do. a game where you do 117 you're you're not trending yeah, the you, right way yeah you're you know? behind now <laughs> yeah you're behind now so it's like to rush for 2000 is fucking nuts and derek henry's doing this shit where like he don't really got like a memorable line
1: yeah oh uh, limited space all right we good we still got uh, 14 minutes. Yeah. About to say uh-oh. I was getting worried. <laughs> Give you a 15 minute warning. Shout out but, to uh Roadcaster.
0: But you know at the end of the day it's 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 like in the grand scheme of things I'm more sorry with just it was just a conversation. I'm like yeah, yo he yeah, yeah. and it's like yo when you factor in everything he's done again, Lil Wayne with the check marks. I check off most boxes mm-hmm. that most people can never touch. Yeah. Just me checking off the 2,000 yards, John, it's only seven other people. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I check off 2,000 yards in the NFL and check off a Heisman, it's now it's four of us.
1: Exactly.
0: It's me, OJ, fucking uh, AP, and Barry Sanders.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Has he ever won uh, Offensive Player of the Year? Twice. Oh, uh, well, uh, like, that's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> literally done everything, and he did it with a, a black visor and no O-line. Yeah. So I'm just like, yo, Derrick Henry really, really is that,
1: yo. And I think he's still got, I think he's still got three, four good years. Bro. He he
0: gonna end up this year going to the Rams or Oakland or something crazy yeah. and being a boost to their fucking you know running back yeah. situation. Bring he only eight
1: years in the league. Yeah. huh yeah. yeah. So he's putting all decade type numbers up in only eight seasons. That in itself is impressive. Mm-hmm. When you when you extrapolate all of it, man. So no, you made you know that that's a that's a good pool. Last John, a couple minutes real quick. How do you feel about Eric Spoelstra getting the
0: most guaranteed money in NBA? I think he deserves it. I think
1: uh, top to bottom, when you talk about X's and O's, when you talk about being a motivating force. When you talk about being an extension of the front office, um, and ownership, Eric Spoelstra is the best coach in the NBA bar none, um. You know, there is always going to be a case for Pop because he, um, you know, is the greatest NBA coach of all time. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about, like, right now from, you know, 2010 to now, um, it's been been Spolcher. And nobody gets more done with less than Eric Spolcher in the Miami Heat.
0: I think that I watched this thing about uh, Heat culture. Yeah. And... Seeing you know they have a body fat pool on the team and they have party over
1: requirements. I watched this
0: thing the other day with Tyler Harrow. Um if if he hit six ran the court the length of the court and hit six straight threes, Spo would let him leave practice early. And it was like a big deal because Spoh don't let nobody leave early. Right. Tyler Harry ran down the court, pulled up a three, nailed it. Ran down the other end of the court, pulled up a three, nailed it. Ran down for the three, pulled up, nailed it. Ran down for the three, pulled up, nailed it. Ran three, up, nailed it. He ran down for the fifth one. It like rattled around and then went down. So everybody was hype of shit. He came running back down the court and fired that shit from like 35. And he nailed it. The nigga ran to the locker room and everybody <laughs> went running behind him and shit. Because it's like, Spo don't fuck around. Yeah. And it's so funny knowing what we know now where it's like certain coaches aren't like that certain coaches like Ross said the other day certain coaches are players coaches where yep. they like oh man go ahead do whatever the fuck you want to do I'll holler at you in a couple of days Oh it's nice out. we're going to go I'm going to go get hit the T yeah like and you you got certain coaches that are all about working out yeah. practice reading watching and that goes to be said where you got to be able to like put that on players and that's where Phil Jackson where a lot of people didn't look at Phil Jackson as like no red hour back or no um uh uh Pat Riley and shit, but Phil Jackson was the greatest. I think Phil, Phil Jackson wasn't the greatest coach. I think he was the greatest manager yeah. ever. He knew how to manage talent. He knew to say, yeah, let Dennis go ahead. Yeah. Be part of NWO. Let him go get his body slams. <laughs> right. We going to be good. The rest of y'all don't try that shit. He knew how to manage talent. Yeah, Spo is is that, and he's like an X and o guy. Yeah. Because he did that shit with the heatles, and he did it without the heatles. Yeah. Spoke in the fucking, what, six championships? Yeah. From the video room. Spoke started out in the video room. You
1: got to fuck with that. Yeah.
0: That's dope to
1: see. And you got to fuck with Pat Riley because uh, the, the timing of how they did. Is that it. all true? That, that's the rumor. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? The rumor is Spo, you know, in the midst going through a divorce. He just finalized his divorce. New contract, hey, goddamn. Man, hey, man. Put you back on your feet, baby.
0: Passing. I've been through this. I know, <laughs> yeah, how, I I know. how this goes. Trust
1: me, I you know how it goes. You how want go. a shelter assets? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the first thing.
0: Here, here's, here's the play. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, you want to yeah, minimize yeah. your new income streams. Yeah. You wake up, start an LLC. And <laughs> that's how you do it. If you really want to take it to the next level, you wake up, start an s You know what I'm saying? That's how you go to the next level. <laughs> that's funny as shit. I didn't know that was real. But, no, that's dope, man. He got $120 yeah, c- million. C- Congrats to Spoke, man. It's, it's yeah. always a great day when somebody get $100, 100 plus. Million.
0: $120 million guaranteed. Largest committed money ever for an NBA coach. You know, like I said, I think he earned it, man. 15 years grinding, coming out of the video room. Yeah. He had to deal with the heatles and all of that nonsense where that put – Remember that first year where they didn't win the chip? That had everybody like, man, we need to – Remember they was like, we need to bring Pat the fuck out the booth and bring yeah. his ass down? All that shit. And Pat said, no, man. Spoke good. Come God. back, another chip. Come back, another chip. You get it going the heat of shit ends, LeBron leaves, but then you you basically build heat culture to be what it is to where you do it with a team basically of just good draft picks. Yeah. And that's one thing that's super understated when it comes to them. They draft better than just about any team in the league. Absolutely. They draft their asses off. And one thing, shout out Marley, the barber, we kind of like, he noted it the other day, you notice how trim Kyle Lowry look on the heat? He's always been like a little Khalid <laughs> Alaminish, but yeah. Kyle, Kyle Lowry got like muscle show. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because Spo like nigga, run your ass around this <laughs> right. gym.
1: Fuck is you talking See about? See them 94 cones, run around all them Jones. Straight up. So I fucks with Spo when I'm happy for him. Yeah, no, congrats to Spo, man. Straight up, man. You got anything else? Uh, I got nothing else, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all tapping in once again. Uh, You know, we'll be back in another couple of days with a, another bunch of takes and entertainment news reviews and maybe some interviews. Who yeah. knows, man? You never know with us, man. We unpredictable. We out the bitch. Peace.